Blog Talk Radio. Transfer portal, I call it the transfer portalette. 
what the heck is going on in college athletics. But we, we basically are so off base when we don't, do not value the work and the experiences that are gained from hard work and the, the, the inquisitive minds that happen in our youngsters if we just make them work for things a little bit and, and challenge them. Um, people need to be challenged. And uh, I'm leading up and leading in right now because uh, Coach Randy Blumendahl will be here on in a minute, and we, he's got only about 25, 30 minutes, and I really want to set the table for him. But uh, Coach Randy was saying, my golly, what's going on here in, in college athletics? Um, it is just like a, it's like a free agency without any rules. It's like the professional um, stuff is coming through. And, and look, folks, and I, I don't want to uh, beat a dead horse here, but, uh, but every week I bring up the fact that it's really about us putting too much power in the hands of the marketing people, the marketeers, those who would benefit either financially or status while or the quid pro quo stuff that means getting something for something they're doing instead of the true the true meaning and the true true direction that that comes from an educational mindset or a giving mindset or a service mindset. Many years ago, I was um, in Atlanta around this time of year. I used to go. They used to have a really a great program down there where they would have coaches in for the Southern Tennis Association, and you would hear these coaches talk. And I never forget this motivational talk a guy gave. He said, look, you've got to understand that people work for six reasons. They work for financial reward or material reward. We know that. We know that. Everybody knows that. But there are also four very, very important things that you have to remember. They will work hard for appreciation. This time of year, it's so important for you all to remember everybody that works with you, for you, in your organization. Appreciation goes a long, long way. Association, being a part of something that is bigger than themselves. But here are the ones. Self-improvement and service to others. And if you think about what motivates people, and if you look at and anybody you meet, Lou Holtz had this great talk, and, and I wish the heck we could get it up sometime, and, but look up Lou Holtz talks. But he has this talk where he said the first thing that a person will say to themselves when they meet someone or meet you is, can I trust this person? Well, I've added stuff to it as, you know, when you meet somebody, you say, can I trust this person? But also, are they dedicated and are they motivated for something bigger than themselves and to the work they do? Last, you ask that yourself, does this person care about others? as much or maybe more than themselves do they are they giver are they givers or takers do they shine the light their light on other people or do they expect the light to be shined on them and but i i sort of added those last two but lou holtz has these wonderful wonderful talks and i um <clears throat> you know he's a great football coach it's been around for so long but uh 
tried it. One of my um, <clears throat> really, really good friends who was on last week, J.P. Weber, and the originator of the Yellow Ball Network, he used to work up at Notre Dame, and he said he was privileged enough to be up there right around the time that Lou Holtz was up there. So, of course, he gets me to listen to any of the Lou Holtz things that comes out. But there was this uh, one thing uh, that where Lou Holtz was talking to a group of – and I don't mean to get sidelined here, folks, but you, you're going to love this talk. But he's, he was uh, talking to a group of college kids, and he said, you know, just about being happy. It's more than being happy. It's, being, it's about being at peace, being at peace in your heart. Happiness fluctuates with changing circumstances. Hey, he said, hey, if you want to be happy for an hour, he said, eat a steak. He said, if, if you want to be happy for a day, play a great round of golf. He said, if you want to be happy for a week, take a cruise. <laughs> you want to be happy for a month, he said, buy a new car. That's about the truth, isn't it? <laughs> you want to be happy for a year, he said, win a lottery. <laughs> Probably. A lot of people, but you know, people don't understand that uh, money, money, and everybody would like to have a lot more money. Sure, it gives you freedom, but value is what we need to get kids and people to believe in more, isn't it? Said if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, he said, uh, win a championship. I and mean, he talked to a group of people where he said that. But then another talk, I thought he said, and you know, get you know, get very close to God and. And uh, seek your satisfaction there. That was a, a great, 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 great talk and a great thing. But some of those loaded language things really, really help here. So, but uh, I wanted to go here. I think Coach Blumenthal just jumped in here, and I think that I have set the table for Coach. Coach Blumenthal is is on right now, and and. Uh, uh, Randy, thanks. I know how busy you are, and we're all busy this time of year, but, but thank you very, very much for coming on. And uh, I wanted to set the table. I already set the table by, um, you know, I, I, I talk a lot now about the sleeping giants, that if we could just waken them in the United States, we could get tennis rolling again here. Um, <clears throat> you know, and there's some sleeping giants, and we building USA Tennis back, and things were both sort of disappointed. I know a lot of people are. But um, we were talking, and you brought up, you know, what is happening. We are sort of dismantling it step by step. Would you like to go there and talk about that a little bit? But I'm going to give you a little bit of free range to talk here because I'm going to go over to Sleeping Giants, uh, some Sleeping Giants here that we really have. But I'd like for you to you to sort of go there and talk first, Coach. Go ahead. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, Coach. Thanks for having me on the program again. It's always exciting to be on here and, and uh, you know, talking about sports and talking about athletics and something that we're both, both very passionate about. Um, one, yeah, one thing we were talking earlier today, and one thing that is people, there's discussion now with other sports with the, portal and you know ncaa I call, hey coach i call it the portal I, I call it the portal <laughs> the sorry portal ahead, that's coach. about right that's about <laughs> right the uh and you know it's exciting is the portal maybe be maybe on the outside to um the fans and 
you know, they think, oh, what a wonderful thing. It's, it's really on the outside looking in. If you've got experience in athletics, maybe it's short-term gratification, but the long-term ramifications of the portal is, is you know, I mean, it's going to destroy athletics. It's definitely going to destroy the cultures and all the things that make athletics special. It's going to take that away. And what I mean by that is, you know, the, the, the very thing that makes programs. I worked for an athletic director that didn't want legacies anymore, and I thought, man, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Every great coach that I've ever been around, one, you know, multiple things make them great. But one thing that makes it great and makes that institution special for years and years and years is all the pro, the all the people that they keep involved in their programs over the years. You've coached 35, 40 years, and you have players that have had great experiences come through for those times. That makes all the difference in the world. That's what makes Indiana basketball special. That, that's what makes, you know, Alabama football special. That's the stuff that really keeps it going generation after generation. What well, takes that coach in place for those that many years, and it takes the kids going through the program and graduating into school to be able to – come back years later and have enough skin in the game to where it really matters to them. And if you take all that away, you know, you're talking about sleeping giants. You take all that away. In tennis, you're taking away college athletics. Yeah, it's made, it's made a huge impact on our sport. It's going to do the same. It's going to do it in, in different ways than all these other sports, but it, it's definitely not a good thing. I heard uh, – person on the radio talking the other day, a sports announcer talking about the NCAA and how they're just not in a very good position because everything that they're doing is based on, you know, not getting sued, yet they're trying to hold their power. Two of the worst positions they feel like they could be in and make good decisions that are going to positively affect the sport that they are or represent the institutions. So, you know, these these things that we're coming up with that everybody says, oh, this is great. People are just kind of, hey, coach, you got to go with the times. You're just, you know, you're too old. But the long-term ramifications is we're not going to have athletics. We're not going to have people that care about athletics years to come because you're taking that away slowly by piece by piece. You're dismantling every piece of the that makes sports special, the depth to it. I mean, on the outside looking in, maybe it's exciting for a few seconds, but the depth is all going to be taken away. And that's what's happened in our sport as well in tennis. And they did it in multiple different ways, and we've talked about it. I'm not angry about it. I mean, if there was a way to keep the depth going, I would tell you, but you can't. Like, these little subtleties matter. So, you know, that that's you you were talking about sleeping giants. I think one of the one of the things that needs to be addressed, I mean, we keep getting people coming up with these ideas that make, you know, I guess it's marketing or 
sport. I don't know what it is, but it may, you know, they think it makes things exciting and you're really taking away the very fabric that's going to keep the sport alive 20, 30 plus years from now. Well, well if, I could, if, I, <laughs> if I could jump jump in there, you brought up a big point about excitement. I think we're excited out you know, with all of the stuff we have. It's not just on TV. It's not just in the movies. But it's day after day after day on, on the, the Internet or our cell phones. You know, uh, people are getting d- excited out to where they're numb. You know, excitement, I always say, dwindles with each occurrence. Like if you ride a roller coaster, uh, you ever wonder why people at the amusement park probably don't ride roller coasters? You ride it five times, well, you're bored. It's bored, you know, three times. And, uh, you know, it's not about excitement. It's, it's well, the, the short answer is the marketeers have been let go. They've had free reigns over the marketing of our sports, whether it's college sports, college tennis, I mean, the marketing people have gotten in there and basically said, we want to do this, whether they're turning money for themselves or for the sport or whatever. Their objective is to turn the money. We need the educators and people who are going to protect the history and the heritage of our sport. And a quick comparison might be, look at Augusta for golf. If you walk in there, you are probably tippy-toeing around saying, I don't want to mess up anything here. I, Oh, my golly, I'm in the presence of greatness and royalty, and this is – but, you know, I've often said that our tennis centers, there's no history, there's no heritage. We're not promoting the greatness, like you said, the legacies that have made our sport great. <clears throat> so – I think about pro foot, football, pro baseball, my golly. I mean, really, if you said, you know, Whitey Ford, Bobby Richardson, Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, of course you think New York Yankees, right? <laughs> you know, but after free agency, we, we don't have this. And so uh, it'll be one day, do we remember any of our players, the history and the heritage of it? And, but but that's the mistake we're making at some level. Who's making these decisions? The marketing people have been allowed to run. We we everybody knows the price of everything, but the value of very little, you know. And that's that's where we're going. And I'm I'm afraid too for this coach. What what what's your thoughts? Well, I heard somebody the other day talking, and they said that um, we now know a lot about everything. So the width of what we know is tremendous, but the depth is not there any longer. And I thought, man, what a profound statement. That is that is right on, and we're being programmed to think like that. And what makes our sport special is not the entertainment values. I mean, it's nice to have people watching. It's nice to have people in the stands. But what changes life is the education that they're getting through a lot of adversity, and we're taking all of that away. I was thinking, I I heard there was a a football player that entered the portal that um, he's, I think this is the fourth time, this will be the fourth different, which, where's his allegiance going to be? 
you know, what, <laughs> it should number one. And then, <laughs> people are going to start, oh, well, that's a good experience. You know, it, where's the, who's going to have loyalty? The coach, you can't buy loyalty, by the way. So the coaches aren't going to give it. The players aren't going to give it. I mean, how long is it going to be before the fans aren't going to give it? And then, <laughs> you know, great. then what do you have left? I mean, it's just, I, none of it is making a lot of sense to me. And, and, you know, it's like they're trying to outsmart themselves and think that college athletics is about something it's not about. It's not pro athletics. It's college athletics. And it has some, has a special niche that has really made a major impact on the United States and we're taking all of that away and it's changed a lot of lives and it's taken people, you know, that maybe necessarily wouldn't have done something special and made it where, you know, for, for their entire life, they've been able to do things that they didn't think they could do. So do you I think, just, do you I think it's by design or sorry, coach, Did you, sorry to Go jump ahead. in there, but my mind is sort of racing here. Do you think this is by design? Do you think there is some unknown entity or a deep state of athletics or a deep state of politics? Look, a deep state of politics could be saying, look, we got to wreck the American sports system. What brings America together is their sports system. If we, we can wreck it if we do this and this and this. Let's take away the heart. Let's take away the loyalty. I mean, what you said is right on. I mean, it's so true. How in the world is that kid who's transferring all the time? Where did he go to college? Well, I went to four different schools. I got a degree ultimately from here, but let me tell you about the four schools I went to. And it's have you ever heard a? Uh, and I'm not, you know, most of the time a military person just pops into my head. I said, well, where'd you grow up? He said, well, I was in the military. Grew up in about five different places. Well, can you tell me about Fort Benjamin Harrison, where in, in Indianapolis? Where you were, so we were only there about six months, a little bit. I remember a little bit about it. Oh, can you tell me about Fort Knox or Fort Bragg? Where, where you at? Well, I know a little bit about it. I know a little bit about and And so there you go. Um, you know, I was, a, I was an Army brat. You know, people go there. Well, tell me about You tell me about your upbringing. And, and we have completely, completely destroyed that connection, you know, with with colleges. Now, people will say, Coach, here's the criticism. Oh, listen, <clears throat> people, kids deserve to be able to go to school where they want to, like the normal student, and be able to play the sport. And by the way, they ought to be able to make money. And co- what do you think about this NIL thing, Coach? You know, I've got, I've got right. some beliefs. But what, what do you think about that, how that adds to it? I mean, the guys aren't well, kids aren't student athletes anymore. The student athlete, right. give me a break. Really, really, <laughs> not so. Yeah. I mean, what's your it thoughts just on changes, that? It just changes the the way that the student athletes are looking at the opportunity, and 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 basically, it takes again. It's another way of taking away what really makes that experience special. In the short term, it may look like it's the right thing to do with a certain group of people, but the long-term ramifications are horrible there. And, you know, you're, you're sending a message that's a lot – there's some depth to the message you're sending, even if you're not even aware of it, that 
you know, that there's nothing, they're not playing for a greater good. They're playing for themselves. So, you know, that that's not what made sports special. And that's not why people play. That's not what motivates them. So, yeah, you're taking away all that. You know, you were asking, you know, if I think this is by design. I do, but I just think it's greed and gluttony. I think we're feeding the monster. And we saw this coming for years, and we just basically succumbed to the almighty dollar. And there is, you know, competitiveness and, you know, being able to go out there and, and do what's best for your institutions, one thing, but, you know, when we're being led by a nonprofit, we would hope that they would make decisions that would help keep us in line with what we need to do. And they did the opposite. So you have a very bad organization running the thing right now. And, and that's probably going to blow up, but it's not a pro league. And I don't think that, I don't think that anybody's going to be really excited about pro athletics in college at the end of the day or semi-pro or whatever. I do think that, you know, I just think that it's going to, it's going to cause a lot of, I mean, well, I'll put it to you this way. How many people, I know there is a small group of people, but how many people watch, you know, like minor league baseball games or, or minor right, league basketball games? There's a certain number that watch them, but, you know, that's not what people don't think that's special. So, and that's what, you know, they're, they're trying to make that league special, and I just don't think that's the way it's, that's not why people follow it. And, you know, I think all this hit me a few months ago. I was asked to give a talk at my former coach's memorial service, and the amount of people that were in the room was – it just was um, – it was something that, I, you know, I know with every great program you're going to – but I, I couldn't – I couldn't believe that many people showed up, but not just showed up. When you talk to them, we're all telling the same story. And that's what has to happen. We're not talk telling to the story. Who was that, your coach? Who was your coach? Give him, give him honor right my now. Coach who was your coach? Uh, was Don Baker. And, you know, what a, what a great man. And he, uh, he, I went to Lee's McCray College and, Basically, he recruited me in there, and, and he was the athletic became the athletic director. Later on, was the uh, county uh, commissioner, and just just was a leader. But um, he was he was good at a, a lot of different things. But motivating was probably the thing. After you listen to all the talks, motivating was he could see the greatness in people and knew how to get it out of you. And I think that was what made him special. Um, but, yes, I mean, but the amount of people he influenced and didn't just influence in the sport of tennis, influenced in everything you can think of, every discipline you can think of, he influenced people to see that in themselves. And I think when you have great programs like that, that's what happens. It's not that everybody's going to turn into a professional football or tennis player, you're going to get some. I mean, the reason I became a tennis coach was because of my coach. That's one of the main reasons for sure. But you're going to get that, but also 
you find the greatness in that person and they find their path and they thrive. And that's going to be taken out of the equation. Nobody's going to trust anybody in this new situation. It's going to be every man no. for themselves. And you're, you're not, you know, we went through hard times. I could have transferred out at any point. I mean, I, you know, I, I had a very strong relationship with my coach that was built over time. It was built through some tough lessons and a lot of adversity. So, you know, that's not going to happen anymore. None of that's going to happen. Um, and I think that, that um, you know, it's just it's, there's a side of me that's kind of mourning that. And I, I know we talked about uh, I know. tennis, and I know that you, you know, you kind of get martyred out there in your ideology because everybody, oh, Coach Creasy's a little bit crazy because we can't go back in time. It's not a time machine. There was some commonalities of what made it great, and that's the part we're missing. I'm, I don't think you're trying to go back to 1985. I think you're trying to say, hey, people, why are we going to try to do something differently than every great country? Every country that's dominated tennis has done it the same way. We've all done it the same way. And for us to turn our backs on it, it's the same stuff. So, you know, and you create that culture a certain way. And that's, so, that's the part that everybody is, you know, that, oh, we got to, you know, hey, Maybe if we shorten the game, maybe if we make this kid's experience better. And all these short-term goals that are tearing the fabric away from what really makes – so what if the kid walks off this, the court and he's crying and he cares that, that, you know, that much about the sport? That may be the very thing that takes that guy to the Wimbledon finals in 10 years or 15 years from then. So that's the thing that nobody understands, and we're – we're tearing that all apart. I know I've, I've got off the subject and went back. No, 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 no. I, I wanted to jump the Heisman Trophy winner yeah. last week, and, and yeah. all they yeah. have to do is listen to him. And he said, yeah. I got cut when I was a 12-year-old, too small. I did this. Michael yeah. Jordan's talk. He still remembers getting cut. <clears throat> Let me jump in about, and it's not a defense of myself, but when people say, oh, Coach Creasy, you're just old-fashioned, old-school, old-school, I say, no, 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 it's the Thomas Jefferson quote. The Thomas Jefferson quote is this, in matters of principle, you stand like a rock. Matters of method, you can flow with the stream if you would like. I mean, that's perfect because in, in the history and the heritage and the values, Coach, what you're talking about, the values and what our kids should be standing for, loyalty. What? I mean, if they go to four different schools, they're going to they're gonna have, you know, four different jobs in four years? Or are they going to bail on their kids? Are they going to bail on their families? <clears throat> you know, I mean, and, and we're just student-athlete. We have to have some leaders to step up. You know, one, one more thing about what you brought up. I've already quoted Lou Holtz twice. Uh, before you got on today, Coach. But he, I always listen to his things, and maybe uh, one day, I, I, I don't know if I got this completely right, but somebody told me that somebody told them that Lou Holtz said, you know, on, with a team, freshmen don't really care 
about the rest of the teammates, yet freshmen just want to play. He said sophomores don't really care enough about their teammates, yet they just want to start. He said it takes three years of being with a group of guys, a group of women that where you're on a team, where it matters. It takes three years, a thousand days. And respect and loyalty, those things we're talking about are not whimsical methods. Those are values. And we are losing the value of what college athletics is about. And our leaders at the NCAA need to step up. Our leaders in tennis, USTA, you need to step up and still running like little puppy dogs. Oh, we're so afraid of of uh, this paddle, what, what, what the pickleball. You know, uh, over in Europe they have a sport now called padel, like paddle, P-A-D-E-L. That's sort of going on like gangbusters too, easy to pick up, easy to put down. The whole way we are defending our sport or fighting for our sport and fighting for these values, that's why I'd say this, they could not do a better job of dismantling this if they're having board meetings and this is a master plan to immobilize the youth of America. I mean, why? I mean, come on, really? <clears throat> the smartest people we have out there who really care about the United States of America in tennis and in sports are saying, oh, this is a good thing. Really? Really? Yeah, just like, oh, golly. Value versus price. Bill Tim, and last thing I'm going to say, and I'll let you talk a little bit more, Coach. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Coach Bill Tim, years ago I was at the National Indoors, and he said, he said, Chuck, our kids nowadays, I'm a little worried. He said they know the price for everything, the value of very little, and, and that's why, where we're messing up. We give our kids a lot of price tags on stuff and all this stuff, and then what happens when that wears out? They don't understand the value of relationships, the value of loyalty, the value of giving their best in winning causes or losing causes, the values that we want them to carry the rest of their lives through being a student athlete is is, is being harmed. What what you say, Coach? I 100% agree. I mean, yeah, a lot of times we're scratching our head wondering where this stuff is coming from, but when you're asking yeah. the wrong questions to the wrong people and you're getting the wrong answers, you know, yeah, of course. Who are the right but, people? You know, coach, I, who are the right people? We, well, who are the right and people, here's what coach? it comes down Well, before you get into who the right people, it comes down to the thing we talked about multiple times is that reticular activation system or law of attraction. Um, Lou Tice wrote about with Pacific Institute and you basically got to understand where you're going and then you'll search out how to get there. And then you'll start asking the right questions. Covey well, habits, just, seven habits begin with the end in mind, right? Of, you know, Covey, yep. Stephen Covey, back 1990, <clears throat> uh, yep. Covey's Seven Habits, highly effect. Start with the end in mind, right? Win-win That's situations, right? right? You <clears throat> had, and, and Ty thought that you had to visualize that. You had to smell it. You had to see it. Like it just needed to be 
something that was very vivid in your head. And when you chase after that and you don't think that there's any other way but to get to that, then you'll ask the right questions if if you are a man of character. But if you're not, you might shortcut. You might ask the wrong question, you know. But, yeah, if you're a person of character, you're going to do that. And we are, I think we're literally asking the wrong questions all the time, and we're constantly, who are those people in, in tennis? It's got to be people with skin in the game. Like it has to be like the, the people of heritage, the people that matter the most, the people that have put the most in. It has to be those people. It has to be the Grand Slam people. It has to be those champions wow. in college. It's got to be the people that have put the, the most in. I mean, once a college coach retires, I mean, how many times has the ITA asked anybody that you know of to come up and, and talk and, and help them trying to find a way? It doesn't happen. We're not because we're not really looking for that. That what our leaders that are involved in college right now aren't looking for that. So those are the guys that have been through it. They're the ones that know where it came from. They're the ones that know the direction. And we're you know we're we're we come up with these catchphrases like oh everything's changed. Well the formula is still the formula. <laughs> Uh, the bus has left the station or trains left the station. Hey, right. the barn. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hey, that's right. done with. Yes. We're moving on. You know, I, no, really. The art of war, no. like you know, every good coach that I, they they all were reading the same stuff. They're all like learning the same things. Now all of a sudden we got smarter than everybody else, and then we started losing in tennis, <laughs> and it's going to happen in other sports too. And if we let these guys take over and do all this stuff, I mean, you watch, I mean, it becomes a recruiting battle, and then we're going to step back and say, well, how come this isn't happening? How, I don't know when we're going to start asking those questions, but it's, it's coming. Those days are coming. And, you know, the, the, the day of uh, the depth of the programs and all that, unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be too many of those around anymore. And they've taken all that away. I know uh, Dabo Sweeney has uh, made some statements about the portal himself, and, you know, he just doesn't – he's really – sounds like he's against every bit of it. Kirby Smart is too, Kirby. I hope those guys can be the leaders we follow. Um, Coach, they're saying the right thing. Kirby Smart, Georgia has done – They've built from the bottom up too. That's where their foundation is strong. Yep. You know, uh, and and yep. there are people out there, but coach, when they're gone, they're gone. And and again, what scares me, the marketeers, the marketeers are steering us wrong, and uh, we need educators, yep. and we need historians. Well, why we are need... they the ones that we're asking the questions to? That's that's we've always had marketing because they've got why money. Do, why do we money? Start... Money. Right. Yeah, I mean we've it, lost we've lost our vision on what we're really trying to do. You, you know, you I'm, I'm going to back with one word all the time, but nobody wants to listen to that one word, and that one word's education. I mean that that's such a, a simple way with a lot of depth of looking at what we're trying to do. If you take the education out of college, what in the heck are we trying to do? 
Isn't that what college is supposed to be about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At what point did we decide that college was not about that? And I'm sure there's people that are going to be listening that are laughing about that. But come on, that's that's what, from day one, that's what we've been told. And we're going to, we've got that to, we you know, college, that's what it could be. Coach, I got a few notes written down here, but ask the people of Heritage if you are listening to this program today, and you are you built the history and the heritage of tennis, you're one of the older folks that have played tournaments and stuff, please get a, a hold of us. Please, please check it out and, and send me a letter, shoot me an email, call me, you know, and our Coach Randy Blumenauz, Coach Chuck Creasy, K-R-I-E-S-E. But let me know, we've got to get the people of heritage. There we go. That is our um, group that we've got to get together, Coach, the people of heritage who honor and respect this sport more than they do the pocketbook and more than, you know, I always ask my players all the time, would you rather be respected, okay, or do you be just be popular? You know, and the uh, problem is everybody wants a little bit of both, but, you know, when, when we get down there, our sport well, is not respected right now. I don't want to misrepresent what he what he said, but I'll paraphrase. But I remember the last year or so that Roger Federer was playing. He said that he wanted he aspired to be a Davis Cup captain, but doesn't want to do it under the current format. Wants to be, you know, with the old format, the real day, the real Davis Cup. Right. That, there's a lot of depth to that. I mean, you got if you you're pushing away somebody that arguably is the greatest player of all time because you're marketing the sport in a way that isn't isn't something that's representing the sport the right way, these are the people that are going to stand up and tell you. I mean, he doesn't want two out of three no ad scoring. He wants three out of five. I mean, and there's right. a reason. He's been through it. I mean, you know, same thing with all those great champions. NCAA, I don't – I mean, me and you used to talk about this all the time. We saw all the statistics. When they changed the scoring, 85% of the student athletes wanted regular scoring. 85%. And they still changed it. And the coaches didn't want it either. We had a petition of 10,000. We had 10,000 signature uh, and the women's 10, coaches, 196, yeah. 196 women um, and for women's tennis went against it. Lynn Loring, the great Lynn Loring, who used to work with, you know, his petition, and he got criticized. He got raked over to coals by some of those guys, yeah. the marketing people. How dare you guys out there just try to create a profit for yourself, trying to make tennis popular more than respected. Well, where's where the heck is that going to go? Well, coach, we got to get a go plan. Anywhere. Yeah, we're going to get a plan together. Uh, we've got to find the people of heritage, history, and the heritage of our sport. We're going to challenge USTA uh, four programs in a row right now. I've said, Dag, gone it. Get you a history and heritage room oh, oh, at least way, or something. Uh, yeah. By the way, before we go here, this needs to be said, and maybe you've said it on your other programs. But the state of South Carolina high school tennis has decided to go two out of three full sets. 
two yeah, out of three hooray. full sets for their dual matches. Some of the educators so, stuck listen. up. Go ahead. I mean, finally, finally. And and there will be some good things that come out of that, and kids are going to start falling in love with the game again. All right? And we're, by right. the way, USTA seems like the every year less and less people are playing tournaments. Am I missing something? The, no, um, no, I've got all the statistics short, right here in front of me. Keep short I, the uh, format. Keep short them. You know, I see, looked it, it, up. I'm, Go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. That's fine. I was no, no, I looked up. Uh, I had my old, got my old computer out, my old uh, PC out, and uh, I, I hadn't cranked it up in about five or six years when I was on the I was on the competition committee, and they threw me off. Uh, dang it. I don't know whether I had bad breath or what it was. They threw me out of there. They, they didn't want me back. They wanted, uh, you know, I guess I was calling people out, but... What was cool is I have all these statistics that were given about how tennis was in trouble even five or six years ago, but how they've responded, they've they've sort of responded for the marketeers. But if I go over this, I've got eight proposals that I did, and I'm going to go over those next time, I think. But the one thing I was um, going to say, they gave all the statistics – of of the people that played one tournament, I think, last year. No, it was about 2014. They said there was 100, let's see, it was something like 98,000 kids played a tournament, but out of those, only 3% played a second tournament. And why? Well, they, they, didn't have, they don't have a good experience playing these tournaments, uh, because the way they run them now, they run them so robotical, and their kids don't play for points. Kids play for tournaments of heritage, friendships, rivalries, and other other things. But anyhow, just making a lot of mistakes. Well, coach, time for us to go, and um, we wanted to keep talking next week. I'm going to dedicate the month of December. Next week, we're going to be grateful for the things we have as Christmas week, but also. The sleeping giants, all of us, the biggest sleeping giant is that if you love the sport of tennis, if you love education and what it, what the sport of tennis does in its purest form for our youngsters, you need to stand up, speak out. This United States of America, by golly, you need to stand up and speak out and, and just stay professional, address issues. We addressed issues. We do not address people here. We addressed issues. And you can do that all you want because this is the USA. Coach, any last thing here? I know you got to get back on the court. Anything last? I just want to thank you for having me on the show. And, and uh, you know, I, I just can't tell you how big an influence it is for me. And I know a lot of other people that, you know, in this time when it's much needed that you're still out there and you're still – talking to people and still trying to make tennis the, the great sport it is and and continue on, do something even better and better. And, and it's inside of everybody here and inside of the U.S. I know some good things are happening um, on the pro tour, but, man, it would be nice to see college tennis take off again. It's personal and it's family, Coach. Think about that. Tennis is personal to me, and it is you too. 
and its family. It, it is, you know, it's, it's stuff that we should not let slide. You know, it, it's, um, it, it's shameful that we have people buckling. You guys, if you're buckling to the money and the marketing of this, shame on your actions. You know, you're, you might be a good person, but you're doing a really, really wrong thing here. Okay, Frank, I'm, I'm talking very frank. I might have been thinking about my friend Frank uh, Salazar, the great coach out there who's so, doing so many great, great peop, uh, players. But he, we had this talk for a long time, too, very perturbed about what's going on in our sport. But let's fight for it. Let's fight for the good, noble cause. And uh, it, it ain't a, it's, it's value, value over price. Coach, thanks very much. We'll talk to you real soon. Got got a lot to do, but I I've got to go right now. Want to remind everybody you're in the process of winning or losing every day of your life, and it has very little to do with a win or a loss. See you next week. Come